the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Right, yeah, really. All right, let's do this. Diamond Ivy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Diamond Ivy is always brought to you by Cavens Group. Check them out, cavensgroup.com. How sweep it is for the sixth time this season. How sweep it is. The regular season is officially over, and OU just ran the table in Big 12 play. Truly incredible. A perfect 18-0 record, and it feels weird to say it, but it's true. The postseason is officially here. 18-0 in conference play for the Sooners. So let's put that into perspective on how impressive it really is. Like, Let's look at last year's team, okay? Remember them? That team that won a national championship and is talked about as potentially the greatest team of all time? That team didn't even run the table in conference play a year ago. This OU team has. Now, that doesn't mean that this team is better than last year's team, but it does show how consistent you have to be throughout an entire season, and that's exactly what this team has been this year. Consistently dominant. And even though it hasn't been perfect throughout the entirety of the Big 12 slate, they've still found ways, they've still been good enough to run the table. I mean, it's, it's really impressive. I mean, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Baylor, I think all three are good softball teams. OU won all 18, and two of those series were on the road this year. We need to appreciate greatness. I, I always like to acknowledge greatness on this podcast because we see it so much from OU softball. Let's acknowledge and appreciate greatness. Let's do that tonight because that's what OU has been this year, not only through Big 12 play, but really throughout the entire season. Regular season is over. OU's going to go into, uh, into the postseason with just one loss. But look, let's get to the big story this weekend. Big story this weekend was Saturday's game, right? And I tweeted it out and I brought it up before on the podcast, but you know, that's nothing new what we saw on Saturday in the seventh inning, but that doesn't mean it isn't incredible. That's, that doesn't mean that it's not super exciting. Like, don't get me wrong. I, we've seen it before, but when this program, man, like when the chips are down and oh, I wish I were down one nothing here instead of two to nothing, two to nothing makes it a lot more difficult. When the chips are down in the final inning, this team, this program – Jake, they just come through so many times we've seen it. And it happened again Saturday with an incredible double by T.R.A. Jennings. Now, she didn't do it by herself. Seemed like everyone uh, on the team contributed that inning. But T.R.A. had the big hit. And I think Plank said it left a dent in the wall. That's how hard she hit that ball. That's nuts. I, again, it's nothing new, but it's still incredible just when you think, well, I didn't think, I didn't think that this team was down and out, okay? Surely you didn't think so either. But just when everyone else thinks, uh-oh, OU's about to get a loss. Nah, 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 not so close. Uh, not only did they end up winning, they scored like four runs in the uh, top of the seventh inning. I am curious what you guys think is the better seventh inning comeback. Just from this year, this kind of goes to the point about how this seemingly always happens. Second time this year this has happened. But what was the better seventh inning comeback? The Texas game in Norman or what happened in Stillwater on Saturday? Both were incredible. Hard to pick just one. I mean, both were sensational. But I'm curious what you guys think. And, you know, Kenny Gajewski was was happy with the way that his team played on Saturday. OU's just that clutch. I don't know what Kenny said on Sunday after the game or what he thought about his team just overall throughout the weekend, but I uh, I thought I thought Oklahoma State played pretty well throughout. 
You know, we thought that they would bring their best, and yeah, I thought they played pretty good, which makes OU sweep all the more impressive, right? Like, the only thing, the only thing that I'm going to pick on from this weekend is they need to be better hitting with runners in scoring position. There were so many times this weekend, from the first inning on Friday where they load the bases and they only get one run, to a couple of times on, on Sunday as well where they came away empty-handed or needed a big two-out hit, they, they need, to do, need to do a better job of hitting with, with runners in scoring position. And I think that they will. And I know that that's a trend, at least here recently, that maybe, and I don't even want to use the word alarmed. I mean, we're just talking about them going 18-0 in conference play. But to win a national championship, they need to be a little bit better as an offense with timely hitting. And again, I, I think that they are going to do that. But there were so many times this weekend where OU was a hit away from busting it open. And there were several times where, you know, you strike out for the first and second outs. Easy ground out for the third out. We saw a couple times on Sunday where third baseman goes home for the force play and cuts down the runner. So that needs to be better. But look, let's not really harp on that. Like, I'm not going to complain much after a three-game road sweep against a top-eight team and a team that I know they're, you know, win-loss. What are they? Set? They had lost seven out of their last nine coming into this game. So that's like, what, 10 out of their last 12? Yikes. That doesn't look good for OSU. But that is still a team that might end up in OKC at the end of the season. I, I still think that that's a very real possibility for the Cowgirls. Um, speaking of Friday's game, questionable, and I do mean questionable umpiring on Friday night. Am I the only one that felt that way? Probably not. But even with that, OU controlled throughout. Thought Sid Sanders had a great game. Um, love how she's playing right now. Huge response for her after OSU took an early lead with that Cheyenne Factor home run. Uh, Sunday's game, Alex Duraco was awesome. I mean, imagine having a top 10 list for player of the year and not including her. I don't understand. I think that's her fourth win this year against a top 10 team. You know, she was great again on Sunday. Just <laughs> what you come to expect with uh, Starocco at this point. But, you know, Saturday is the memorable game from this series. And, and maybe one that did more good than we realized. Because not only is Saturday the memorable game from this weekend, but the memorable moment, of course, is T.R.A. Jennings with that big double. But maybe it did more good than we realized because I loved, and I mean I loved, that Kirsten Deal came in the seventh inning and absolutely shut it down. It's not the biggest story nationally, but with this team here locally, it's a major storyline from this weekend. You know, OU has an embarrassment of riches in the circle right now. Three aces. But to throw out the true freshman in that spot and she comes through, which she looked really good, by the way, we'll see what that means for KD moving forward. Like, she's not going to take starts away at this point from May, Starocco, or Jordy, but will we see her in another big spot in a relief role? Wouldn't shock me. You're going to need her as a starter next year. And KD coming through clutch in moments like that are huge for her development. I mean, it's huge. It's like the head coach knows what she's doing or something. Uh, a lot of hit batters this week. Or, or was that just me? Felt like Jada got hit about four times this weekend. Control was uh, not necessarily on point all weekend for Oklahoma State. Kenzie Hansen found that out the hard way on Friday night. Hope she's okay. But I love that uh, Brito backed her up by launching one into the Stillwater night the next day, B. And it's Brito, not hard. Broadcast crew on Sunday kept messing that one up, and it was rather annoying. Brito. Brito. I thought everyone knew that. ESPN Plus crew on Sunday obviously didn't. 
It was almost as annoying as Starocco and May not being included in the player of the year list. Almost, but not quite. Not quite. I made the prediction on Friday that Jada would put the exclamation mark on her MVP candidacy this weekend. Didn't exactly happen. I mean, hard to when you get hit that many times. But I did love the uh, double play she created on Sunday. Pretty sure. Pretty sure she dropped that one on purpose. Pretty sure about that. And if she did, what a play. What a heads-up play. And honestly, probably a little bit even of a tougher play than maybe most people realize. Would be... You know, it. You, you try to do that, and then you kick it around, you drop it on purpose, try to pick up the ball, and it's not smooth. Nah, not Jada. Jada made it, made it look smooth, made it look natural into the inning. Jada's good at softball, very, very good at softball. And uh, despite getting plunked several times this weekend, she showed it once again, both offensively and defensively. But it was Tiare who made the statement this weekend with her big moment. You know, I'm not sure if that changes the MVP race at all. But that was a huge moment for Tiare. Maybe not the biggest in her career, but it's somewhere towards the top coming through in the way that she did. And then your other finalist, Jordy Ball. Jordy was Jordy. One mistake to Cheyenne Factor, but she was nails after that. So all in all, just a, just a great weekend. Swept him. There's no silly social media posts from OSU. Maybe there still was. I don't know. I didn't go back and look what they tweeted out this weekend, to be honest with you. Um, but none of that that I saw. Put them in their place. But they have, you know, OSU, like, poke fun at them. They got some really nice players. Naomi's good. Factor's good. Becker's elite. Kelly Maxwell is good, but OU made it tough on her this weekend, didn't they? Man, Kelly Maxwell, um, she's a good pitcher, but OU caused her to maybe have her worst weekend of the entire season, maybe of her career. But even with that, you might see OSU again in the Big 12 tournament. Maybe in OKC. You know, they're, they're a team that is talented, that they need to get some things figured out, but I, I think that they will. I, I really do. And if there was any doubt about this going into the series, I don't think that there was, but sweeping in Stillwater, OU is going to be the number one overall seed. It's, that's that's, that's going to happen. Um, talked about OU playing every game in Oklahoma from here on out, and they'll do that as the number one team here in the postseason, which is still crazy. The next time OU plays a game, it will be in the postseason. I mentioned it at the front of the podcast, but it's still nuts. Postseason is officially here. Here we go. Best part of the year is upon us. Even though it feels like just a few Sundays ago when OU was run-rolling UCLA out at the Mary Nutter. But the best year, best time of the year is upon us. And dare I say, I don't know about the rest of you, but I like the way that this team is playing right now. Especially with how they're pitching in the circle. Really like the way that this team continues to pitch. You got a great effort from Oklahoma State this weekend. You didn't necessarily play your best softball all weekend long, but it was still good enough to sweep a top 10 team on the road. Says a lot. I I think it says a lot. Um, Huge weekend for Alina Torres. Got to give her props. Just a good weekend overall in front of a hostile crowd. You know, hostile, but a lot of red. (laughs) A lot of red. So kudos to everyone that showed up in Stillwater this weekend. And uh, we'll see if that's the last time in a while or for a while that OU is in Payne County. We'll, we'll see if that's the case or not. I don't think so. I think that they'll get that figured out. But uh, I hope I'm right. I hope this is not the last time that we see these two teams play. Uh, maybe it's not in a series, but at least in a game after next year because there is a lot of drama. There's a lot of memories made, a lot of big plays made, a lot of big moments. It's just it's fun when these two programs play in softball. So I hope it happens. I uh, want to tell you about Cavens Group, our title sponsor. 
Five-tool player, just like T.R.A. Jennings hitting doubles off the wall. Five-tool player, just like Jada Coleman intentionally dropping a uh, routine pop fly in center field to get a double play to get out of the inning. No big deal. That's Cavens Construction. Cavens Construction wouldn't be left off a top 10 player of the year award. If they did, it would be a snub, just like Nicole May and Alex Duraco. Maybe I need to get over that, but it's going to take me. It's going to take me a few days to actually get over that. Though I do think a Sooner is going to win this award. Sorry, sidetrack. Back to Cavens Group. 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048 or CavensGroup.com. Emergency repairs. They are great with that. They're on the call 24-7, 365. All of Oklahoma, Arkansas, Kansas, the North Texas area. Gary and the team do fantastic job. And I mean fantastic work. So uh, go support them as they support the Diamond Envy podcast. And uh, they support Sooner Athletics as well. Big supporters of softball, but they uh, support OU, uh, all OU athletics as well. By the way, um, if you haven't already, please uh, like and subscribe the podcast. I think most of you listen on Apple. Some of you will click on the link that I put out on social media. Um, it's very appreciative if you just go ahead and subscribe. Maybe leave a nice review. That's really cool, too. Um, just leave a five-star rating. All, all of that is uh, very, very appreciative. I, I know I ask a lot out of you guys, all right? Always asking you to comment with your thoughts, and you know, I, I always thank you for sharing the podcast. You do, you guys do such a great job with that. My man Gunny's always doing that. Shy's always doing that. Jessica does it a lot as well. Uh, just Nanny TT. I mean, just so many of you do that, and I appreciate it. But if you haven't left five stars, uh, please do because it's really appreciated. So here we go. Um, it was a drama-filled weekend for sure, and I think Patty likes that her team. Face some adversity this weekend. In fact, I, I know it's like she wants as much adversity uh, for her team as possible, especially before they get to the postseason. Um, adversity hit them really kind of in every single game this weekend, and this team found a way. They they are tough. They are mentally tough, and they know how to come through when it matters. They absolutely know how to do that. But the job's not done. I think we all know that, right? The goal is to. Uh, the goal is to win a national championship, but before you win a national championship, you're going to go try to win a uh, Big 12 tournament championship, which you weren't able to do last year, and I'm sure that that's on the mind of this team, and they want to right that wrong after losing to Oklahoma State in that championship game. So I think you're going to see a softball team that's 48 or I guess 49-1 and one on the season now with, what, a 41-game win streak. Uh, pretty motivated to uh, go out to Oklahoma City and uh, win that Big 12 tournament. So, exciting stuff. Maybe you'll see Texas again. Maybe you'll see Oklahoma State again. We'll see. But that's not going to be a walk in the park just out there in OKC because the same thing is going to be true in that game. It's been on all year long. You're going to have a huge target on your back, and OU has handled it up to this point all year long. I don't doubt that they're going to do that again, but that is the reality. It's been the case all year long, but especially from here on out, uh, you're going to get the best shot of some really Really, really good softball teams. And that starts in the Big 12 tournament as we get underway there May 11th. So May 11th through the 13th, Big 12 softball at Hall of Fame Stadium. And then uh, May 19th through May 21st, we got NCAA Regionals. So big week coming up. Uh, Can't wait. Big 12 championship. Here we go. ESPN. I I think some of those games are going to be on ESPN. 
Go get your tickets now, and uh, maybe we'll see some of you out there. Appreciate the support as always. Talk to you late uh, late next week right here on the Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas.